Gotta say it, you know I come from outer space, yeah. No Lambo, hop into the spaceship. Let's go, born in the tundra, ice cold. If you think you know me, you don't. My mood changes daily. Scorpio, I'm the next highlight. I'm real bold in the dark. I'm a nightlight. No ghost, real trippy, real skating siren. Real hot, real flamey, kind. Make waves on the daily trident. And a bowl, I'm a lamb. I'm silent. Said the truth in the booth, no lying. Real high in the clouds, I'm flying. No gold on my mouth, just fire. Third eye, I'm hearing louder. Hey, turtles! Welcome to yet another episode of the S Talk. Yeah, nothing new. Um, I just want to really thank you for tuning in. If you're new, I am usually oversharing on this platform. Yeah, not on the regular, but you know, from time to time when I feel inspired. And this is one of those periods when I release content back to back because there's certain things happening in my life and I feel like, yeah, let me do this. So yeah, that being said, which is I don't I don't release content all the time. That being said, let me just tell you that this episode will be based on a book written by my friend, my classmate called Alan Kutra. So Alan has written The Present is the Seed, which is a really good book. If you're into philosophy, this is something you should definitely check out. Yeah. I mean, like, this This is a masterpiece. And it's his first book, so um, I was really proud of him. Yeah, I bought it. I've read all of it back to back, you know, highlighted my favorite parts, including the intro, which is profound, in my opinion. Anyway, moving on. So Alan and I on this episode talk about a lot of stuff, but what really stand, stands out for me is a part where he speaks about self-justice and how it's such a way of redeeming yourself from all these mischiefs in society. I mean, it's so easy to get lost in depression, stress, because of all these preconceived notions that we pick up from very many beliefs that we are taught that we didn't choose ourselves, beliefs that we defend with our lies, beliefs that don't actually serve us, but for some reason we have to stick beside them. Speaking of sticking beside what doesn't serve us, you know this meme that says, uh, someone asks, is, is this your man? And the man is a literal clown. And the woman say, yeah, says, yeah, this is, this is my man. <laughs> and she goes ahead to add that she will stick beside him. I'm going to stick beside him. That's basically what we do as human beings. We literally, we hold on to things that hurt us, that make us feel low vibrational in so many ways but we just don't let them go for some reason because we think we will be lost without them and in the contrary we are one step to being free amen amen that being said i don't want to rant on here and keep on talking about oh 
belief and all that shebang so i'll just let you get into the episode listen to it tell me what you think and towards the end i might add a song because you know i'm starting to get serious with this podcasting thing so i won't be playing the whole song because you know copyright issues and yeah i'm not trying to lose my episodes also this is episode 30 so i'm really excited yeah we're we're 30 i can't i can't believe it i literally started this as a joke but i know that it's not a joke anymore i'm actually quite serious you should also take me seriously you know yeah this episode won't be a lot about tea and all that but you'll realize again that i have incorporated a little bit of spirituality into it because i realized i am blocking a lot of my blessings by being ashamed of that side of me i was literally quite ashamed of speaking about spirituality for some reason i thought nobody will take me seriously because you know yeah i don't i don't know like have you ever listened to a conspiracy theorist trying to explain why they believe that the world is flat the earth is flat and they are they are sure that the that the world is flat yeah the look on everyone else's faces is heartbreaking and i'm not i'm not about to be heartbroken by random people trying to impress them with my you know spiritual knowledge and all that bullshit anyway to be spiritual is to know that you know nothing so i am very aware of the fact that i am quite new to this every day i'm a beginner and that's the beauty of the journey so alan and i speak about a lot of stuff from his book the present is the seed but mainly the idea is to learn how to be present you know yeah and also yeah there's a lot of stuff from self-justice to identifying the three aspects of being human including the appetite aspect that includes giving not giving into that sounds wrong embracing the bodily part of you what what is what english is that what grammar is that anyway embracing the body part of you your body needs when you want to eat you won't start praying doesn't make sense you know anyway yeah i'm glad that you tuned in listen to the rest of it and tell me what you think Hi, how are you, S? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me on this platform. Uh huh. I'm grateful. Yeah, you're very much welcome. So tell our audience who you are. Introduce yourself. Yes, uh, my name is Alan Kuchwa. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a student and uh, just a young man or a young adult with some few passions in writing. That I'm an author. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's my support for me. Yeah, I'm just this young adult who is much passionate about fostering books mm-hmm. and talking to the society. Okay, so let's talk about The Present is the Seed, which is your first book. Uh, what exactly inspired you to write it? Wow, thank you, thank you. Uh-huh. I think what has inspired me to write The Present is the Seed uh-huh. is all about um, the way I've been brought up, the way I've, I've grown up. You, you know, as I got into the education system, uh, people were saying 844 is the poor system and all that. But uh-huh. I think I got a very different from the 844 system. Mm-hmm. It's taught me to learn principle, to learn logic. And then I noted that when you learn logic and principle, you realize that a lot of things that we as young people always have delusion about. Mm-hmm. You think Omoka one day, you think you will make riches one day, you think you will be patient <laughs> one day. You think a, a certain place is better than the, the, the other place. You know, you have that kind of, in psychology, they call it, analysis of resistance mm-hmm. you you tend to resist things you buy a shoe today tomorrow you say you know this this design i want to buy a new thing uh-huh. so that's how you live what inspired me was that when i was growing up i felt like there's a lot of peace in the building around my you know my character my 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 patience my humility i realized i can live richness in my 20 i realized i can live i can live a certain life people are living at 40 at mm-hmm. my 20 so that's why i talk of the present is the seed that you can always build yourself from the present, mm-hmm. then as you live, you know, the future just builds up itself. The future, the future is not there. A future is not something that exists. A future is something that you build from today and then you get into, into tomorrow with it. So, yeah, that's basically what inspired me. Uh-huh. Yeah, just the way the young people are operating and the way I feel they should operate. Yes. Okay, thank you. So would you say that your parents or people around you while you're growing up influenced the book to some extent influenced you to writing the book to some extent and how did that like play out well thank you i i think um you know as i wrote in the book we are tabula rasa and we are born to to you know to to learn each and every day mm-hmm. and that's why i'm arguing something and i'm saying that uh, there's not nothing called a natural human being or a natural person yeah. there's nothing called a natural person we are artificial persons mm-hmm. because everything that we are made up of, we have just learned in the world. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, my parents, the way I grew up, the way the way I I was brought up, you know, there are a lot of lessons. You know, sometimes hardships, sometimes hatred, sometimes not being understood by everybody. So I I brought up the sum of all these things together, and then I, I realized how have they brought me up? Like how how did they grow through these situations? So I, it was part of my family. And now I, I don't hold on it as what they did to me, but I, I feel like that is what nurtured me to get out is what I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they, they, they did influence my, my writing, uh-huh. but in the way they allowed me to grow up, yes. Okay, thank you. So like uh, you have mentioned something about parents influencing you, yes, but you have also said that you wouldn't say that they specifically made you to the person you are. They just influenced you a little bit so like this generation specifically we have different norms we have different uh views in life and there's some sort of conflict that has come up between us and our parents and people older than us and people basically don't understand us so how can we deal with that yeah that's a very good uh, question and observation Mm -hmm. yes i think 
the, the reason or uh, the important thing is at what age and time should we realize that we are at this point where we need to be independent? That's mm -hmm. the biggest question that we need to ask ourselves. Uh -huh. The second thing realize that as a human beings, you know, I've been telling people that there are people in the world who behave like they're secretaries of heaven. They behave like they, they were sent specifically from heaven to, to tell the world what things should be, <laughs> which, yeah, which I feel like that is not the way. Uh -huh. Because all of us are human, all of us have been born, all of us have just lived some few, you know, different of, of decades. Mm -hmm. So what I feel is that um, what we need to do is to realize that one, we need to know at what age is this person mature enough to start learning, being independent. Then secondly, mm -hmm. the issue of choice comes in. Yeah. How do you make a choice as a human person? At what age do you start uh, making a choice? I know you're a law student. Mm -hmm. And uh, one thing that me that makes me so so you know upset with with the laws that we have is that uh, you talk of capacity and they tell you under the age of eighteen you can't make you no know, decisions. Yes. And I look at that as a very progressive thing mm -hmm. because to me I understand psychologically at seven somebody has already formed the hard crust and you know they can make some few things and 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 and, and you know consents and all that. Mm -hmm. So I feel like the law is being more dictatorial. Mm -hmm. We need to get to the point where parents learn that at this age, this is how, how children are operating. At this age, these are the children are operating. And by so doing, then I think we're going to raise a society that is now in, harm, in harmony. But what has happened is that, as I told you earlier, there are people who feel like they're entitled to giving us the right decisions of life. Then as we are growing up as young people now, we want to make our decisions, but we can't make them because these people are also telling us their own. Then mm -hmm. now we get into that conflict. Mm. So the issue is that the parents will get the, the manual, you know, and people say that uh, marriage has no manual or family has no marriage uh, manual. I think it has a manual. I think we need to understand the psychology of, 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 of our people, of, uh, of our children, how do they grow, at what age are they rebellious, how do we deal with that rebellion, you see? There's mm -hmm. an age when a child begins being rebellious, no, bring me this, they just don't want to go. You tell mm -hmm. them, do this, they feel it's not the right thing to do. How do mm -hmm. you deal with that stage? Many times, parents will just beat you, will just want to chase you into doing that thing, but they don't know why you are behaving. The way manner. you're behaving. So, yeah, so parents will take note of how, you know, the processes of growth in a child mm -hmm. and then try to bring them up and teach them, one, independence at an early age and two, making choices at a very early age. The mistake that is, is, is there is this. Mm -hmm. We are taking choices and not making choices. As young people, like we just said, a lot of young people today are taking chances and they're not making choices. Mm -hmm. Look at how people are living in campus. You take a chance, you know, uh, my parents are not here. You know, I'm here, I, I have some money, I have some good friends, I can get a baba or a, ma a, a mama. Then you, <laughs> you want to get into a connection and, and link yourself and, you know, you're taking a chance. Mm -hmm. But if we are making choices about life and realize that, you know, this is what I'm doing here, this is my priority today, this is my priority tomorrow, learn about so much things within ourselves and then nurture our inner strengths. Mm -hmm. I think I've said a lot of things here and, and I'm going to bring some confusion. Mm -hmm. The first point I said was we need to have independence towards people earlier uh -huh. to teach our children the essence of making choices. Then in all this, let us now learn as young people to build our inner strength. Because when you build your inner strength, then you can have your own decision making. You learn that nobody has, uh, you know, the, 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 the script for life. Mm -hmm. All of us can, can make our own decisions, can make our own choices, then see how do we get along with life. Yeah, that is it. Okay, yes, that's a very profound answer. 
And speaking of independence as a person, on page 20 of your book, you've uh, written about self-justice and how it's important to have this in your life. Will you tell us more about that? Yes. Um, the reason why I chose to talk of self-justice is because uh, of the times I've existed in this world and the books I've read, mm -hmm. I see people talking about economic, economic justice, social justice, mm -hmm. spiritual justice, but I don't see anybody talking about the issue of of, of, of self-justice. Why? Because people are, are into creating cults and, and forms of social control. And mm -hmm. if you look at the way our, our world operates in our economy, in our politics, in our uh, religion, mm -hmm. even our churches are just cults. Yes, they are. I, I, I know people have gone to the eight for four sitting to cram education mm -hmm. will tell you a cult is demonic or something. Uh -huh. But what I believe is a cult is anything, any, any formation towards a certain goal and aim. Yes. And that's what we have done in our religion, our Christianity and everything. They're just cultic things around ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's a form of social control. Mm -hmm. So what has happened, we tell people we need to have some kind of social justice. So mm -hmm. social justice, then it means, it, as you, as and me, Alan, as you're interacting, you want yeah. to create justice within, within the two of us, you see? Yes. But for us to create this justice, we must have that justice within ourselves, you know? Uh, let me say, within our individual selves. Mm -hmm. Just I'm talking about, let me give you an example, like our children when they go to school. There's this aspect of people saying there's the DNA, the gene, the family, you know, the, the, the genealogy issues. Mm -hmm. They tell you in our family, nobody has ever gotten an A, nobody has ever passed an exam. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so this is carrying that mentality that in our family, we mm -hmm. don't do this. And I've seen people saying this, by the way. They tell you, you know, me, I'm not meant to do this, me, I'm not meant to do that. And that's why... Uh, I know at the end we shall discuss about how do you leave the president and how do you leave your your you know your talents and everything. Yes. So what has happened when we teach our children that you can't do this because of this kind of this kind of this kind of a generational belief or this kind of a social control? Mm -hmm. Then it limits us to the, the the social justice, just controlling ourselves socially, but not individually. And this mm -hmm. thing is killing us because, as I told you, we get at, at an age where we want to become independent. But now the society has tied us within a certain box. So the, the concept of self-justice is to remove us from that box, to ensure that we are, we are out of the box and we are not becoming you know, individual in terms of our thoughts, in terms of our self-strength. Mm -hmm. So you realize that if you are going to, to, to do something, and I've told students all the time when I go into schools to talk to them, mm -hmm. that this education we are doing eight for four, you only need to repeat every time. And that's the... the the rule of everything in life. If you repeat something all the time, it will always stick. And that's how you succeed in life. Yeah. Consistency. So it's, it's, a, it's an issue of learning some principle, learning some character of doing things, learning some virtue of doing things, but not the issue of being told this is not doable and you believe mm. it is not doable and then you, you, you keep on going with it. Yeah. So that is the biggest thing that I'm addressing in that kind of self-justice. Self-justice allows to build our own strength before you come out here to build the system. Okay. Mm -hmm. We are telling our young people to, to fix our, our politics. They cannot fix the politics. Do you know mm -hmm. why? Why? Because the, the road that is in our politics came from families. We need to go back to the families. The family cannot spoil. If the family mm -hmm. is not working, nothing will work for us. So the young people cannot change anything in this country. Why? Because our families are not doing well. Wow. Have you seen? Yeah. What I'm saying, you need Come back to look at self-justice before you come to the economic justice. Come back to self-justice before you look at political, political justice. 
that is how we can get goodwill in terms of good human uh, human, human beings who can live in harmony wow that's that's a very nice way of putting it and i also think that self justice can also look like evaluating the things that you've been told are good and bad like do those things actually serve you if you are told they are good you know there are things that in society we are told that they are good for you for example but yeah, as an individual they don't serve you so it's the courage to like let those things go and embrace things that actually serve you yes mm. and and you see how how our religion has many people to believe that you know religion is for for, for poverty and, mm. and they just believe well, you get 200 you give you give some food <laughs> over 100 you yeah. see they are not being things of life and then we are told you do some savings live an economic life do for a religious life a political mm. life you see some people are too spiritual to listen to politics and they forget that they're also political political animals you know exactly so we have people who are choosing who have that kind of amnesia mm. they choose to be to be, to be half human beings yeah you know so the issue of self uh, justice is mm-hmm. to help you become a holistic human being. Mm. What is justice to you? For example, may I believe in a society where mm-hmm. even this person who is uh, a tailor or somebody who is just uh, how do you call this a charcoal a, a, a charcoal uh, seller mm-hmm. can also have their own vehicle so that when you come to look for them, they tell you, "Excuse me, I'm on this business somewhere. I'll I'll drop you the the the, the charcoal later on." Mm-hmm. But why should we create a society where we tell ourselves? It is only balanced when you have the poor and the rich. Mm-hmm. It's only balanced when you have the, the holy and the unholy. It's only mm-hmm. balanced when you have the good and the bad. You see, that's what I'm talking about in self-justice. I'm telling people to ask themselves, is, it, is this concept of rich and poor really a, a concept of justice to yourself? Now, imagine it is you in that situation of being poor. Ask yourself, is mm-hmm. this justice to me, this, being this poor? Mm-hmm. If you're a student and you're getting that E, ask yourself, is this justice to myself I'm getting this, this mm-hmm. E? So that is that's where the question comes in. And when you think about that, then you re- wake up and realize, I need to do this, to work on this. And after all, human beings, we are not limited. Like uh, like uh, Kipfoge says, mm-hmm. no human being is limited. The only thing you have done is that you have limited the use of our, of our brains. M- many of us have used at least 0.5% of our brain out of, out of 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's now the thing. So the point is, self-justice is to bring all these things together. When you are stressed, ask yourself, is this justice to me that I'm being stressed? Is mm-hmm. this justice to me that I'm having grudges with these people? Is this justice to me that I'm hurting my family? I'm leaving my family? All those kind of aspects in society. So to can see it becomes very better for us. But the issue has always been this. Mm-hmm. When you are you are you have been tortured by your family and then you desert them, you listen to people that are telling you, you know, the world says. Mm-hmm. And they tell then they put in flowers and they, they, they tell you, Plato said. <laughs> when this happens, we'll do this. Uh-huh. So that's, that's the to control, you see? Yeah. So, but I believe in this kind of the a human being who is empowered, who, who has a godly out, outfit around them. I usually make a joke and tell my friends mm-hmm. that I have three men. Uh-huh. And these names are I am Alan Kuchwa. I am is the name on itself. It's a mystery God. I am. That's wow. what God is telling. God is telling this. Mm. He tells him, what should I tell them? Tell them I am. I am. So I am Alan Kuchwa. So there is an I am that is God within me. Then mm. there's now this Alan that was given in the world. So I believe in that powerful human being who is I am in themselves, who is mm. who has the, power, the strong power to make justice to themselves. Yeah, so that's an interesting. Just, sorry. 
yeah you can go on that's an interesting view the i am part i also believe that god exists within you as you and once you stop separating god as a male entity in the sky i think we live yes. better we live like a better society because i think people believe in these things that are not serving us anymore because we were told that god is a white man in the sky that looks at what yeah, you're doing all those kinds of things yes and sometimes not, when you, uh, see, a lot of, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. see a lot of a lot of representation and, and yeah. i know this is not a, a religious discussion uh-huh. but people have a lot of things mm-hmm. and that's why i always tell them that uh we need to sit down now this is what justice is you see yeah this, the, the, the justice is that we we walk around knowing what is our, our strength and what can we do as as a person to talk on things in life okay so the last question yeah. i have for you is uh actually there yeah. too the first one is uh give advice to someone who cannot figure out what they want to be in life and the second yeah. one is how can one be present yeah good those are good questions and and, and i think those are things that our staff is struggling with today especially the, the, the young adults mm-hmm I've talked to a good number of my friends, by the way. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know the, the coincidence. Just today, I talked to some few friends, and they tell me, me, I have no talent. Um, I just do education alone, and I, I sit there. <laughs> and I asked, do you think Alan has a talent? Mm-hmm. You know, I've begun appreciating this. Even after writing my book, I, I never thought this is something. I, I just thought maybe I've done it because, you know, I'm a, I'm a law student, and, and, you know, I can write and all that. Mm-hmm. But I'm beginning to appreciate that I have a gift in me. Mm-hmm. And this has not come because it has come from somewhere. You know, that's what the churches preach. Oh, this is the gift we have been given somewhere. No, mm-hmm. it has come out of me doing a lot of, a lot of, you know, this is something I want to do. So every day I look at it and I, I'm like, I have passion in this thing. They are yeah. towards it. So, the, and I've always told people, like, the issue of talent is, is an illusion to mm-hmm. me because there's nothing like talent. When you wake up today yes, and you say, I'll become a footballer and you practice, you become the best footballer, footballer in the world. Period. So it's that. <laughs> and that's why I was telling you, a mm-hmm. human being is not natural. There's nothing like natural human being. We are artificial human beings. We're just like companies. Mm-hmm. We are artificial. The issue of natural, by the way, I'm going to stand in the world and tell people we have, we have no natural human beings. <laughs> because, because if you are to be natural, then there are a lot of things you could be doing and... Uh, uh, and they could be so unique from from a lot of a lot of our learning experiences. You see, yeah. But a lot of us have just learned. Like me, I've just learned to write, and I'm writing. And currently, I'm working on almost five books. Mm-hmm. It has become like a gift to me, like a passion. Mm-hmm. So I will tell people years from now that you know I'm a gifted author. You know, this is my this, this is my talent. But excuse mm-hmm. me, it was not talent. I just learned. I just practiced. Mm-hmm. So it is a need of practicing what you want to do. And uh, also, like I told you earlier, the issue of self-strength. Mm-hmm. How do you choose your friends? You know, sometimes there are people who are in campus and they're just drinking, you know, because mm-hmm. those are the friends they have. The partying, the sitting together, talking about the, the girl, the girls and all that. Mm-hmm. But there are those people who have chose to say, yes, we shall talk about these things because we, are, we shall be holistic, we shall have a social life, a political mm-hmm. life, and a religious life. So yeah. they're growing holistic. Realize that the, when they go to a social life, they ask themselves, "But what can you do? What can we do?" Yes, don't don't think you don't, don't you think you always write so well? I mm-hmm. think that is how people need to look at life now. Then 
So from your inner strength, from your justice, you ask yourself, is this justice to me that I just do that in campus? I just sit there. Mm-hmm. So if you realize you can do something, you can make a step, then mm-hmm. build on that passion. You have consistency, you have repetition, you work on it, you mm-hmm. discipline. It becomes part of you. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the first question. The second question, mm-hmm. how do you live in the present? And I think that's the most important question. Mm-hmm. This is something that I wrote, but I, I also struggle with it because I'm also growing and, and, and I appreciate that every day is a learning. You know me, I believe in learning, relearning to learn again. Yeah. You know, you have to always learn and learn, relearn and learn again. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you, you see, the, I told you the issue of people wanting to Kuomoka, you know, wanting to have big things in life, wanting, and then you see even the people in campus, you say, that house is good, that is good. This is good, you see. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I tend to believe that uh, we need to be living in a society where people appreciate appreciate growth and development, rather than you know the, the issue of transit transiting from design to design. Like today, people love design and decency. You know, mm-hmm. I would love to see a society where people, you know, like you just be decent. You know, just be decent. Just 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 appreciate what you are and, and make yourself grow. You know, you see the growth within you. But don't be somebody who is putting on this today, tomorrow you want to throw it and buy the other one because it looks good. That kind of mm-hmm. resistance to things. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the, the, the ways you can live in the present by learning to appreciate what you have and growing in decency and growing in character mm-hmm. and, and, and principles. Okay. And then also, okay, you can go on. Uh, I also like that you have included the concept of a human person having intellect, appetite. What was the other one? Uh, and, and, and the spirit, the soul. Yes. Yeah, Could you so, talk about uh, that? Yeah, yeah, we can do in, in, in a very short time. Mm-hmm. You see, I believe that a human being is a biological being. A human being is, is a spiritual being. Mm-hmm. And a human being is also a, a sexual being. No. Mm-hmm. So bi- biological means you need to take food and do some digestion. That's why you, you can't pray. That's why these issues of fasting, I don't believe in them because how do you fast? <laughs> and, and, and you need... Even Jesus himself goes to ask this woman, give me some water. Mm-hmm. Then after being given water, she tells her, I have a of life. My question is, Jesus, you had a of life. Why are you coming to disturb this woman for water? <laughs> it's very simple. Mm-hmm. You, need, you know, Jesus was a human being. That was biology. He needed water to drink. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't understand the Bible. I don't know why. But you see, there's what is for spiritual, for spiritual. But there's that is for biology, for biology. And that's why Jesus needed that water. Mm-hmm. You see? Yeah. So uh, the issue of our intellect is that a human being should be a reasonable human being. That is a philosophical human being. Mm-hmm. The issue of spiritual should be a spiritual issue of belief. And I uh, believe in faith. But now there we ask ourselves, should you understand to believe or should you believe to understand? Mm-hmm. Now that has come speed. Then the issue of appetite is when you need, like now the stomach, you know, and then your sexual needs. Mm-hmm. These are things that, and you see, human beings are very funny sometimes. And mm-hmm. this is where the young people have gone. They have, learned, they have uh, run away from the issue of, uh, of principle in terms of order, you know? And mm-hmm. I believe that this is what should have some kind of nature. Uh, some natural order okay yeah so for example i believe that a human being should be a sexual being 
And I don't know, because the Bible says about the, the issue of a heterosexual, I don't know, male and, and female. Mm-hmm. Although may, may I believe it's because it was done from, from Kitambo. So it doesn't mean that is the, the gospel truth. Mm-hmm. Just because it was done from time immemorial doesn't mean it was the right thing. It just means that's something you've been doing and you've changed to do something else. Yeah. But again, if you look at uh, the issues now of, uh, of, 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 of these uh, heterosexual relationships, mm-hmm. the issue of marriage comes in. So it, it needs some process, some procedure, you see? Mm. There are people today who do, you know, in public places, they do sex everywhere, you know? Mm. There are people who, who are married and they tell you, me, I just want a husband who can have vibe, who can just laugh, we laugh and then we sleep. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's nonsense. Because, <laughs> because they need to feed you, they mm-hmm. need to satisfy you sexually, they need to engage with you in conversations and ideas and discussions of, of how you grow economically and, and you know, Mm-hmm. So that, that's what I'm talking about when I, I address those three issues: the intellect, the spiritual, and the and the appetite. Okay. So how should this work? They should work together. You see, mm-hmm. in terms of when you are reasoning, how do you you know you, you need to understand before you believe. So you need to understand the intellect, then believe the spiritual. Mm-hmm. Have you seen? So you need yeah. to understand the intellectual, then now know how you're getting into the relationships and the issue of intimacy and all that. Mm-hmm. You don't need to understand why you are looking for food and eating. That's why I'm I'm getting married to someone who can just make me laugh. That they don't know why they need to even to eat in the first place. <laughs> yeah, that's what now I try to mean. You need to put it together and then look at how you can you can you can um, put them together. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Alan, so much for joining me in this conversation, and I hope to have you on another episode. Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. I'm grateful for hosting me here and. Uh, I hope we shall have more episodes to talk these things to the society. Okay.